911, what's your emergency? Hi, my apartment was just broken into. Hello, I'm Sam Saxon. I'm Professor Joff Deroot. And you're listening to Tales Unveiled, where we explore ghost stories and urban legends. This episode of Tales Unveiled is sponsored by Oki Comics. For another unique exploration of Oklahoma stories in comic book form, check out okiecomics.com. That's O-K-I-E comics.com. Feeling better from after having the flu, the professor and I traveled south to Lexington. Being sick for over a week completely messed with my schedule, and with the holidays on top of that, I was thankful the professor had someone we could interview, as I didn't have much luck getting that done. He got this lead from the host of the OU Ghost Tours. We arrived at Anomalous Books at 1pm. Displayed in the windows of the unassuming white building were things relating to Bigfoot, aliens, monsters, and of course, books. Hello, this is Sam Saxon, and we're joined with... My name's Glenn McDonald. And with me is my co-host, Professor Joff DeRoot. That's Joff DeRoot. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about uh, yourself, your business, and... Okay, uh, I'm 67. I'm the father of three. Uh, I started this business in late 2017. Uh, I'm a former DHS worker. I retired in 2009. Don't hold me and a DHS worker against me, but... Uh, since I've started this, I didn't know a lot about Lexington when I started the business or the hobby here. And uh, I've found out since then that Lexington at one time when uh, Oklahoma County was part of organized territory, that it was a whiskey town. And uh, at one time they had 30 saloons and there's only 300 people living in the town. And everyone from south of the South Canadian River from the Chickasaw Nation would come north to Lexington to buy their liquor. A lot of people would come from Purcell because it's in McLean County. So there was a lot of, uh, basically it was, when you watch a Wild West movie, it was similar to that, you know, dirt streets and wooden buildings and all that. Any distilleries here now by any chance? Distilleries? Yeah, distilleries, no. wineries, <laughs> breweries. <laughs> they, they had a... A winery in Slaughterville, but they're selling it. Uh-huh. And they, they did have at that time, they did have a distillery here, but I think it's defunct about 1930, so <laughs> yeah. killed by prohibition. So well, I maybe think. Yeah, distillers so. are starting to make a comeback, so yeah. maybe yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Well, in Lexington now, they've got one bar and they can hardly get enough business to keep it open. You know, it's just open on the weekend, so. Churches have replaced the uh, saloons in Lexington. It's gone from 30 to one bar. So. Hmm. So. Well, it's got a marijuana, uh, what is that called? Cannabis. Now. Yeah, cannabis, yeah. The got more that. things change. <laughs> I never thought that would happen in Lexington, so, but it did. So what else is in there Lexington people can see? Well, it's going to have a Pizza One open across the street, effective December 1st, I think. But it could be later because when they open, it's going to depend on their contractors. I'm kind of looking forward to it because I like a good gyros, and they're going to have gyros and pizza. So that's not bad. Mm, nice. Yeah. So with such an exciting history, what kind of spooky tales does the town have? 
Well, I've had people come in here and they've done ghost investigations and I'd say 80% of them found activity and my brain's so old I can't remember everything these people have told me that they picked up uh, because they're sensitive but inside this door or to the rear of it they say that a person was hung hmm. you know I've had several sensitive people tell me that and I've been told that in the alley back here to the north that a lady was stabbed to death hmm. you know and I've been a uh, told that somebody was burned burned in this area hmm. but what i've been told by the people that are sensitive that because of the books here that it kind of draws in stuff from the surrounding area so it could have come from anywhere yeah it could come from anywhere and on a lot of the paranormal stuff uh i'm interested in it but i'm more of a i guess you'd say an agnostic you know as a bookworm my whole life i'm pretty much interested in everything you know i'll, I'll read anything I'll uh, listen to anything. I might actually learn something. You never know. So, <laughs> and uh, I've been told by one sensitive that was in here that there was a little girl that the last thing she remembers is a bee sting. So they're thinking that she died of a bee sting. So hmm. That's pretty, you know. Interesting. Has anybody done any historical in investigations on this? Uh, they tried to look uh, a lady named... Uh, well, I don't know if I should tell your name, but she tried to look at all the old newspapers and she couldn't find anything about a hanging here. Hmm. But I'm thinking, you know, if this store was built 1903, that it was could it be something pre-statehood, you know, maybe something they didn't want to put in the paper. I don't know how things were back then, you know. Could have been <laughs> in the late uh, 19th century in the 1800s. I don't know. Right, which Purcell goes way back. Yeah, it sure does. <laughs> well, I think that before this was actually... A town, it was probably just some shacks that were selling whiskey. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it was outside the Chickasaw Nation. You know, yeah, so. have to make your money somehow. Yep, that's it. So between founding, what was this building? This was a, uh, a print shop at one time. It's an art studio. I think it was a city hall at one time. Hmm. People have told me they thought it was a saloon. People have told me that they thought it was a uh, stable. A lot of different things have been here. I like the windows on it. Mm -hmm. You know, as as far as uh, ghost stories that people told me locally, a lady has come in and she told me that down the street to the west, there's an old uh, boarding house that people Mm. that work for the railroad used to stay at. And she's had a lot of activity there, but I've never gone down to check it out personally, you know. And I've been told that down the street, I think you may have talked to him at one time, they have a, like a, a shadow that's sitting at the 89er bar down there. He doesn't really like people to go in and talk to him about it. I guess he thinks it'd be bad for business. I think it might be good nowadays. But <laughs> Yeah, people are very interested yeah. in finding out the spookier things. Yeah. Dead tourism is very much tourism still. Yeah. And a lot of people that have come in investigated here, they want to investigate where the bank was across the street because they had a bordello across the street. That's just hmm. what I've been told. The up, upstairs above the dispensary now. So, well, I so bet many there's some stories there. <laughs> I would imagine a lot of activity with so many people coming in for whiskey. and Yeah. What else? Anything would go in the town. Yeah. What stories have you heard about surrounding towns like Purcell? 
not much. You know, I, uh, I, I've heard that, oh, that there's some buildings there that are, they've had activity, but I'm not really that familiar with them. I wasn't that familiar with Lexington until I bought this building. You know, I was living out by Lake Thunderbird and, uh, we just got a good deal at an estate sale on a house out in the Winnett area. So, and then I saw this and I bought it. So, you know, been working out for you ever since. Oh, but it gets me out of the house two nights or two days a week. So, you know, not a bad way to be retired. <laughs> it's something I was wanting to do, uh, and I like listening to uh, the speakers like like Jeff Provine when he comes in to talk or, <laughs> and, I, you know, other speakers when they come in. I've had a lot of people come in and they speak about cryptids. You know, my primary interest before I opened this door and started listening to people talk about the paranormal and UFOs and stuff like that, I used to go out and uh, with Bigfoot investigators. And mm -hmm. This is prime real estate. <laughs> well, I actually had a... a was with some guys in high school. I was going to school in Norn at that time, and we had a siding like five miles southeast of here. Uh, hmm. What happened? Well, I was uh, in the back seat. I was on the left side of the car. It was right at dusk, and it had high uh, trees all around. It was just like uh, oh, on the river bottom. And it was like a probably 10, 15 foot deep creek. And I saw something out there. It was just about dark and it was about probably 30 yards off. And it was low. It was, wasn't much higher than this table. And uh, I thought it was a calf in the creek drinking water. And all of a sudden it stood up and it started walking up the bank. And I said, look at that. And one of my friends said, I see it. He saw it too. Then the guy in, in front of us that's directly in front of me driving, he looked at me, he saw it. And I'm not gonna tell you everything he said, but uh, he noticed it and he floorboarded the vehicle out of there, started and floorboarded out of there. So he said something like it's a blankety blank monster. So, wow. <laughs> you know, so. And I was uh, 16. I went to live with my grandparents after that, and I never really talked to any of those guys about that until probably several months ago. One of them came in here, and he remembers the same thing. And other people have had stories around here, too? A Bigfoot? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of sightings that are out uh, in the Winnet area and along the South Canadian and what do they say? They'll just see something that's upright walking bipedal and it's bigger than an ordinary human usually. Hmm. It's, it's all different sizes because what people say, it can be uh, a young Bigfoot or up eight or nine feet high, or I've even heard people say they've seen Bigfoot or like 12 foot tall, which Hmm. Amazes me. It seems like you can see that on Google Earth, but mm -hmm. what do I know? So, <laughs> people have found the uh, prints and cast them up to like 24 inches long. Wow. You know Jim, Jim Whitehead? Mm hmm. Yes. Yeah, he, I think he's cast something like that. So. Yeah, he's investigated quite a bit around yep. all over the state. Sure has. Who's this person? Jim Whitehead. He's a member of the Choctaw tribe, and I used to go out with him a lot until uh, my wife became incapacitated and I don't want to leave her at 
home all the time with my daughter who's incapacitated but he uh he's young he's about jeff's age probably older and he is out looking for evidence of bigfoot probably every weekend you know a lot more than i am you know I, i'm primarily just reading stuff uh on uh the internet and I, I talk to people when they come in so i've had a lot of people give me personal accounts here in the store but i can't give you i can't remember everything they told me i mean mm -hmm. it's pretty common you know mm -hmm. so we're dealing with a 67 year old's memory here so <laughs> blame it on that so. well so many stories and sightings why yeah. why is it not a scientifically discovered creature that's a good question hmm. you know I, it's like people that are what they call like a flesh and blood investigator they think that bigfoot's just another animal <clears throat> several of them have spent like 10 to 20 years investigating bigfoot and they decide this just isn't another animal it's something different and some of them hmm. have got out of it because they think bigfoot could be demonic or paranormal or something strange like that i don't know i'm not gonna you know, I'll just listen to what people say. It's just curious. I, in fact, I've even had people tell me, and this was a guy that, that has investigated Bigfoot for probably 20 years, that he was following a path of footprints, and they, you know, were like six feet each step apart, and then they just stopped. How is that possible? You know, it just, it, it was in fresh, like mud along a creek and it just stopped hmm. you know so and that has been uh described by a lot of investigators like following the steps through a plowed field they're always single file like they don't walk like a human like one steps directly ahead of the other mm -hmm. and they'll just stop so hmm. that's kind of odd have so. you heard of any interesting theories behind that well, some people think that they are coming here from another dimension and they're going back. Some people think it's UFO related. Some people think they can go to another dimension or something. I don't know. I really don't know. I just think it's, yeah, some people think it's a total hoax. You know, so I don't see how it could be going on. If, if just one person describing something that's legitimate, it exists. But nobody's going to believe Bigfoot exists till they have a uh, type specimen for science to really look at. And I'm with those guys. You know, I just think it's interesting. I, if somebody comes in here and they say a UFO landed in my backyard and Bigfoot tramped down the ramp, I'm not going to call them. Well, you're crazy. You're a liar. You know, because I don't know. I wasn't there. But I, I can tell you that regarding Bigfoot, uh, as I told you, I used to go out a lot and I would go on these expeditions. And it seemed like the two things we had something really unusual happen was when I had my disabled daughter who has cerebral palsy with us. And one time was down at uh, Honubby and something was breaking sticks and it was about three in the morning and I could hear him hitting the tent. So I'd hear it stick break behind the tent and there'd be like a 10 or 15 second pause then it hit the tent and i listened to that for probably 15 to 20 minutes i'm trying to wake everybody else up you know my wife doesn't wake up she's snoring and uh carissa heard me i said do you hear that she said yeah dad and uh, i finally got up 
to see what it was, but of course nothing's there, hmm. you know. And we are down hmm. at uh, Broken Bow Lake, and something was distinctly walking around the tent. Same thing about three o'clock in the morning, and I could hear it breaking little sticks as it walked, you know. So, and of course the same thing when I went out to look for it, it's gone. Hmm. You know? And I've heard the yells and stuff, but who knows what that is. You know, I'm of the opinion if you hear something really unusual in the woods, you don't know what's making that noise unless you see what does it. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah, hearing cougars and different things. Yeah. But the thing that's really unusual about uh, Bigfoot is they had it in, uh, it's called the Silent Hills Study that was done with the group I used to work with. It was called the Mid-America Bigfoot research uh well i forget what the c stands for but anyway (laughs) conference that's it but uh they did a study like you can do these tree knocks and people hear them they say well that's coming from two miles away one miles away well they did a study on it and if you're hearing a tree knock respond to you it's usually within like 200 yards Hmm. and if you if you hear if you call for you know these guys go out and they call for bigfoot like you see on tv if you hear something back it's within 200 yards like these people are making the call sometimes when they say well bigfoot's hearing you from two or three miles away no it's close if you get a response it's close and that's why a lot of people say when they do a call or a tree knock well the guy over the ridge is doing it you know that's studying bigfoot no it's somebody that's really close to you so if you're out in the middle of nowhere and you get a response, I think that's an odd occurrence, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm, so. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, much closer than they think, which might lend to the supernatural yeah, theory. right. Well, Jim has looked at uh, a lot of the reports of ghosts in Oklahoma, Jim Whitehead, and they'll describe when he's looking at the, what they're reporting, it sounds like a Bigfoot. Yeah, mm. which is interesting you guys should do an interview with jim that would be i could help mm-hmm. you arrange it so yeah maybe of interest yeah mm-hmm. yeah he's he he's like the expert on bigfoot uh i'd say in mclean county so locally <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. circling back around to ghosts have you had any personal experience well, I, in Honubby, this is, it wasn't me personally again. We were down there and we're looking for Bigfoot again. And I rented this uh, three bedroom house, one, one bath from a lady called Linda Martin. She used to own Clancy cabins down there, Clancy's cabins. And so we're in there one night. And uh, so my daughter that's uh, 29 now she got her own room my son who's 27 he got his own room at that time he's about 12 i think and my wife and my daughter and myself were all in the in the largest room there was three beds in there so my son patrick comes rushing in the room uh, where we were sleeping at two o'clock in the morning and he said oh my god i'm not going back in that room i'm saying well what happened he said uh i've got sleep apnea so I'm kind of, I snore, you know, and it, my wife can't put up with it any longer sometimes, so she'll get up and she'll go somewhere else to sleep on the couch or find another bed. And so he was in his bed sleeping, and he felt something get in bed with him. 
and he thought it was my wife because it was a double bed, you know. And he looked over there, and there was nothing there, just like a depression in the bed, just totally freaked him out. He would not go back in that room the rest of the time we were there, and he slept on the couch. And, and what was funny about it, Linda Martin was eating breakfast with us the next morning, and I was telling Linda about it, and she started laughing. And I said, what are you laughing about? And she said, well, everybody in Honubby knows this place is haunted. And I said, well, you didn't tell me that before we rented it from you. She said, I would have had to charge you more money, Glenn. <laughs> you know, so, but, Dead tourism again. <laughs> so, but have you been to Honubby? I haven't, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not really a town. It's like a populated place. You mm-hmm. know? It's like 300 people scattered over... A large area. It has a convenience store of no gas pumps. Hmm. Has an RV park and uh, a few cabins. Sounds very Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> what part of Oklahoma is this town in? It's uh, southeast Oklahoma. It's on the county line, I think, between McCurtain County and Lafleur. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Surrounded by uh, not mountains, but the ridges are pretty high with pine trees. And I like that part of the state. We'll have to get investigating there, too. Yeah. There's certainly a lot to explore in Oklahoma. Yep. I drove the professor back to my apartment complex, where he had parked so we could carpool. He left for his place and I for mine. From the outside, nothing seemed out of place. I unlocked my door, only to discover my apartment had been tossed. I looked around, trying to assess the damage. Thankfully, my computer and TV weren't taken. Then, I began to wonder what was stolen when I realized the antique clock I had acquired was gone. I was shocked. I couldn't believe someone had actually stolen that clock. But, I must confess, I had a suspicion someone would, because that's why I bought it. I called 911 and checked my home security camera I had installed to watch my place, only to discover there was no footage. There was a three-minute gap in my feed. I'm not sure how that was possible, but one minute in the video, it's there, and then the next, it's gone. At least, I didn't end up dead like the others who owned an antique from the professor's late fiancé, Anastasia Wheeler. Unveiled is a production of The Show Starts Now Studios and is produced by Dennis Spielman. The voice of Sam Saxton is Dennis Spielman. The voice of Professor Jeff DeRoot is Jeff Provine. We would like to thank Glenn McDonald for sharing stories with us. Would you like to get early access to new episodes of Tales Unveiled and other cool shows? Visit talesunveiled.com to find out how to become a patron supporter. Also, be on the lookout for Tales Unveiled merchandise coming soon. Or maybe it's out already. Time is funny like that. And now for this episode's advice, which comes from Venus Williams. You have to let fear go. Another lesson is you have to believe in yourself. You just have to. There's no way around it. No matter how things are stacked against you, you just have to every time. Mm